Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here talking with Anton Tiskowski from Micromoney. How, how, how are you doing, Anton? Yes, it was nice. And, uh, glad to hear you. Okay. Tell me about your background, Anton. So, for my background? Yeah. I'm quite good. Uh, so, I'm quite good in sales. I'm quite good in knocking the doors. And uh, as I told you, that I want to become a banker. And uh, two and a half years ago, when I came to Asia and when I decided to um, build the bank, I started to knock the different doors with different investors. Uh, because I, I bring uh, not bad idea how to build online bank, uh, but I have no any money, any backers who can support my okay. this business. And uh, so when I used to work in wholesale, I was one of the best sales guys, and actually uh, I made my first million dollars. Just uh, it was. A, it's like a salary man, mm-hmm. and uh, it helps me uh, in my new life. Uh, so in new life, I'm I built uh, this microfinance company, uh, Micromoney. Yeah. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I find, and I was close, quite lucky. I found two venture funds who believe in me. It was a Japanese guys. They they working in Cambodia and Vietnam and Malaysia. Yeah. And uh, so they become my backers. Uh, also in previous life, I was quite good in uh, in risk management, in analytics, and it this helps me to to build quite unique scoring model. Uh, this current model can uh, predict creditworthiness of borrowers in just maybe 15 seconds. It's uh, machine learning algorithms. It's uh, artificial intelligence. And um, uh, I can also explain what we start to do. We made a application for borrowers if borrower want to borrow borrow any money yeah. uh, he can download an application and borrow like just maybe in five minutes so we we like Uber microfinance uh, any customer on emerging markets where no any credit bureau existing and no any customers have any credit records can easily apply and borrow some money uh, what uh, what happens? How it works? How borrowers uh, don't application and on market where no any credit histories, no, no any centralized credit bureaus, only one device knows about borrower everything. This is a smartphone. On your smartphone, usually your, your smartphone usually track all your movements and your smartphone actually it's your spy in your pocket your smartphone knows about you much more than even your wife or best friend and uh, 
all these big data that keeps on your phone, we take from your phone and keep on our big data created bureau. And we analyze. We build in predictive scoring models how to understand. To understand. Yeah. Uh, what is the weight in default of each parameter that we take, that we took? Uh, for example, uh, when borrower fill application in the middle of the day or in the middle of the night, how many seconds he think before he wrote his home address? How many times he changed his uh, the field where he writes his salary? Uh, how many friends he has? How many? Uh, how often he called to his mother or to his girlfriends? And what he searched in the internet and everything. So we take from phone around 10,000 parameters. And uh, it's all big data. And actually, I'm passionate to work with this information. It's, uh, this information can tell about our customers everything. And uh, on the emerging market, it's the only one way to understand. Is yeah. it a good guy? How can he repay money and everything? So actually, my background was quite from different sphere, I was good sales guy, but now I <clears throat> built credit scoring that can work, works even in Africa. Yeah. Only one thing that we need is data from the phone. I hope I can answer your question. Yeah. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, and uh, about micro money, when did it start and how does it and what does it do? Micro money. So <clears throat> we are working in five countries. Uh, I love countries where British banks are afraid to come. Yeah. And even they came, they are, they are going like through minefield. Uh, in these countries, 85% of population, 95% of population, they are unbanked. Uh, these guys is not homeless guys, it's not poor guys. Actually, they usually got three to five hundred dollars per month. Yeah. But uh, banks don't like to work with these guys. It's a too risky for them. And it's a, for bank, for classic bank, yeah. these private persons, it's a gray, big, gray, unrecognized zone. Uh, even bank decided to work with this gray zone. Uh, approval process can take seven days, mm -hmm. working days. 10 working days, and for example, in Myanmar, you need to bring to bank five documents. Uh, recommendation from police, recommendation from ward authority, recommendation from your work, and two more documents. Uh, but what we are doing, it's uh, like Uber in microfinance. Just three minutes, and you immediately got money. Decision make made immediately, because we understand your credit also just... Say, same time as when you download, download our application, press apply. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> now we have, so we are doing this business already since 2015, and we have around, I think maybe around 1,000 stories from customers in which we save people's life. Because mm, a lot of cases when people borrow money to solve the emergency, emergency needs, when, for example, sun broke arm, parents need to bring him to hospital, or some, some, for example, some daughter need to take care about parents and everything. Yeah. So, you can, I can say that it's a charity, 
we, of course, we got money from our customers, but it's a social loans, and uh, actually, I love what we are doing. Which countries are you in? You said you were in five countries. Ah, which, uh, which countries? Yeah. Ah, okay. I start business in Cambodia. Cambodia, very small market, and I'm very quickly understand that I should uh, move to another country. I should expand this business. Second country was Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Myanmar, it's a perfect country. Borders just opened before it was a military regime in this country. After Myanmar, we opened Thailand, Sri Lanka, and Indonesia. And now we have plan to expand to Malaysia, Vietnam, Singapore, Hong Kong, and China. Actually, China for me, it's, I'm scared to go to China because China is very complicated market. But all in other countries, it's, it's a piece of cake to open. Uh, when you already open in five countries, to open five more, not big problem. Because uh, I... I'm open, we're opening new countries like McDonald's opening new branches. Yeah. All our processes are standardized. So you just you open new country like you press on your keyboard, control C, control V. Yeah. And ah, also we have one partner from Nigeria. Uh, he is working in consensus in New York. And he has his own business in Nigeria. It's microfinance business. Yeah. He's our partner in Nigeria. So in Nigeria also will be pilot. Maybe in October, November, we will start also usual loans in Nigeria. And from Nigeria, we will plan to expand to whole Africa. Okay, that's good. And uh, also, uh, I see you want to uh, have market money as a $1 billion business by 2020. How do you plan to do this? <sighs> Uh, yes, I want that our capitalization will be $1 billion. But capitalization and cost of company, it's not a uh, real asset that we have. Uh, usually capitalization, it's a, it's a predictable profit of company in terms of five years. Uh, so in 2020, I believe we can cost around 200, so our total asset will be around two, 300 million dollars so in terms of five years yes we can generate around one billion dollars so we can really cost one billion dollar that that's pretty good uh what now i'm trying to do i try to cut all unnecessary things i try to build really it product that can scale uh whole the world in whole world 196 countries 100 from the bottom, 100 countries from the bottom, it's our market, our countries, our territory. It's a home of 2 billion unbanked people yeah. and plus 1 billion underbanked. So guys who have access to financial services, but they have no credit history, they can borrow money. But of course they have bank account. So market quite big and uh, you can go to, for example, our Facebook page, you can see that we have half million of likes. So actually people really like what we are doing. Yeah. And I hope, yes, yes, uh, we can expand more faster and faster. All right. Now, I also hear that uh, you save every dollar to grow uh, market money faster by staying in hotel and hostels, drinking and eating uh, cheap possible food. Can you tell me more about how, how you do this? Can you tell yes, me more yes, about this? Yes, I can explain. Yeah. It's easy. 
so I on my previous work I used to work in previous work around nine years I become dollar millionaire I really so save around two million dollars but I was quite unhappy guy I have everything but I was not happy and I decided to to divorce with my wife leave all my money with my previous family and start new life from scratch from real zero yeah okay not zero I have 30,000 in my body and um, of course when I start business in Cambodia I put all my money on the table I put all my money in business and uh, usually I really save every cent every dollar because so I try to grow my business and even now for example now total Investments in my business around 1.886 million dollars. Even now, I try to stay in hostels, for example, in London. Now I'm in London, yeah. and uh, because yes, I want to, my company will grow. I am I'm quite Scottish guy, so I prefer to grow a business but not spend money on myself. That's good to hear because a lot of entrepreneurs don't don't seem to follow that method, and I think. If you can afford to do that, why not? It makes you grow faster. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And also, tell me a bit more about the token sale you're planning to do. Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, so, in 18 October, we'll start token sale. Uh, now, I started private pre-sale, and I'm already raised from maybe now from 3F yeah. from friends, family and one more F I write maybe around one not one around $965,000 it's during pre-sale I hope to write during pre-sale around $2 million yeah. in equivalent of in Ethereum or Bitcoin or any other crypto tokens cryptocurrency uh, we will use this money to improve our product Few money will use to marketing campaign, and uh, in 18 October I hope we can sell our tokens quite fast. Yeah. Uh, now if I'm I'm doing roadshow. I'm trying to visit all blockchain conferences to talk with great people, with exciting people, and uh, make already some maybe deals with, with them to sell to pre-sale our tokens all money that we raise we plan to raise 15 million it's our goal but our maximum target is a 30 our hard cap is 30 yeah all our money we will use to increase our uh, increase quantity of countries where we represent we do this business to some money we will use for our portfolio funding yeah. some money for uh, developing product and uh, I hope all who will participate will be happy because they are first they doing some they doing really good deed uh, they really help people and second I strongly believe that uh, that I will do everything what I can and all my team 60 people will, will do everything what they can to really build big strong company that operates worldwide. Okay, it's good to hear. And tell me your views on China's ICO ban. 
try not to believe all rumors that usually you read in the uh, newspapers. Yeah. In China, uh, actually in China, uh, I met a lot of guys. I also met uh, new gentlemen from new. Yeah. They they made meet up invited me. Uh, most of local exchanges now try to reincorporate in Singapore or Hong Kong or any, any, any other illegal entity and continue to uh, uh, continue operation. Uh, companies that made ICO, mm-hmm. yes, they should give, give money back, but only if participant ask them to repay them him money back. So, uh, for example, I ask Neil, are you planning to give money back to all your investors? Because Neil raised quite much, quite many money in uh, 2016. Neil told me, now they will give money back only to whom you ask, please give me money back. So, another ICOs who are really afraid, what they're doing? Uh, they are giving uh, back money in China, reincorporate in Hong Kong and taking money back to Hong Kong legal entity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but rumors said no, no, China ban ICO, China ban Bitcoin, and uh, so everything that. No, it's not true. People continue to do ICOs, but they just change legal entity to Hong Kong or Gibraltar or BVI or any other. That's how it works. Okay. Anything else you want to add to the podcast? Oh, so I'm really glad to talk with you. It's my first time in my life when I then somebody interviews me. Yeah. And um, just I'm very excited to meet you to talk with you. Thank you a lot. No problem. Glad to have you on the podcast. Glad to meet somebody who's who's a uh, Innovating fintech in a positive way, like yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the end of the podcast for today. Thanks very much for that enlightening talk, Anton, and an interview. And, and I look forward to hearing how well you're doing soon. And uh, take care and have a nice weekend and enjoy London. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Shake your hand. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye now.
Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's always a bit tricky to begin with when it's a two-sided business proposition. You know, we need the stores and we need the users at the same time. But thankfully, to begin with, the stores have been very uh, receptive very eager to work with us and the brands which we were quite surprised about and uh, a lot of the event hosts who are having any of the events or the pop-ups or anything happening in London they reach out to us send us press release and invitations to the previews and as we've said we've not done any marketing really so we're quite thrilled at that because earlier in the year I met a I met Yvonne in Dublin Texas and she was start telling me about what what she, she was the apple was and what you guys were doing and I was kind of thinking, why has no one else done that before? It was It's so obvious. Well, you know, quite surprisingly, when we have spoke to a few people, they say, oh, yeah, but that already exists. And we say, okay, who? And they say, well, it must exist. It's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> like, it has to exist. I'm like, well, you'd think, because I, I don't know how big, is it Treadwell? Treatwell? Sorry, Treatwell. Yeah. Or the beauty one. The beauty yeah. one where you can search. I'm not saying you use it, Rona, but no. you can search around and find, you know, manicurists and everything around you and get the ratings and all that. It's kind of a default now, the same with Deliveroo and um, Just Eat or Hungry House. I don't think people Google Chinese takeaway anymore. They just use one of the apps. And that's what we want when it comes to fashion retail. We don't, if somebody's looking for jeans, we don't want them to Google them. We want them just to go on shopping and find the jeans around. Because it was a one click way away from everything. People don't have to search and search and search. Um, Because a lot of the information is not even on there, believe it or not. But um, yeah, you're quite right, Ronan, when you say eventually, you know, shop is it for all things fashion. Because I'm looking right right now. Yeah, right now at the moment. The biggest uh, hotel chain in the world is Airbnb. The biggest taxi firm is Uber. And in yeah. the long term, biggest, uh, uh, the biggest retail unit for clothes could be, could be you guys. Yeah, well, that's our plan. Yeah. Definitely. So it's great to have the support of the stores. Um, so I hope uh, maybe at the end of this we'll be able to tell the stores and also users how to download. And, um, but certainly it's an ex- it would be an exciting journey for investors. Yeah, you know, of course, uh, going forward, as Sarah said, we bootstrapped to this stage. We're going forward. Um, you know, obviously, we want to bring on more features and get some traction. We do need to do some marketing. So investment's pretty key as well within the next few months going forward to get investors on board as well. And going forward, because we are going further into, you know, especially machine learning and AI, which... We do need to expand our team with more of those core competences, so we do need to take more people on. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, we've got three Python developers at the moment, and we need to expand on that. Well, I'm sure I'm sure that you will do, and once you've got the investment on board, I'm sure I'll see you one day in Marie Claire or Elle magazine. I would in there for you, for you, uh, for the company. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Well, thanks very much for that chat, girls, and uh, good luck in the future. And I hope to see you girls again in Ireland, and hopefully things take okay. off in Dubai, New York, and elsewhere. Well, thank, thank you very much. Thank no, you. No problem. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks,